அலம்துல்லாஹிஃபாஸ்லாத்துலாஹிமின்ஷைத்தானிர்ரஜீமிஸ்மில்லாஹிர்ரஹ்மானிர்ரஹீம் அல்மர்ஸ்ட் possibly maybe some might have heard it over 100 times over the years so this ayat is very very often quoted and explained and we have heard the details but the point is that this is such an ayat that is the key allah taala has given us the key <clears throat> in this ayat to all the progress of deen and dunya when a person has a key the key is very small the key you can put in your pocket the key a person can hold in his hand and maybe close his hand on to it you can't even sometimes see that there's a key in his hand so the key can be very small but that key can open up a lock which will open the door to something massive now if there is a shutter door somewhere and now there's one key small key that small key sometimes on that shutter door you probably might be able to hold a whole bunch of those keys in your hand the small little keys come sometimes but that shutter door when it opens out it might open out into a whole massive warehouse 20000 square meter warehouse now that one shutter door opened out the person got access to this whole massive warehouse but now to get access to it he needed the key so now when the key came in his hand he managed to gain access to this whole thing and now supposing this was what was told to him that now you can go benefit from this warehouse whatever is in here all this is your benefit you can take from it but the key was not something that was just left lying around somewhere it had to be acquired he had to acquire the key but now once a key is acquired now he has this access to this place likewise we want to access all the good of dunya and akhirat and this is what allah taala has given us this lesson in the dua that is in the quran sharif rabbana atina fid dunya hasana wa fil akhirati hasana wa qina adhab an-nar that we have been taught to make this dua that allah give me the good of this world atina fid dunya hasana and the good of the hereafter waqina adhab an-nar and save us from the fire of jahannam so we want the good of this world also 
and we want the good of the Akhirat as well. And in this ayat we have been given the key to all this good. But just on this point, it is important to understand that what is the meaning of this good of dunya? Because this is something that can be very confused in many people's minds. It can be misunderstood completely. For example, there are many people who think it as a very great good that they believe that they have received a very great good when if somebody comes and invites them and then takes them along and even pays for them to go and see some haram somewhere for example go to some haram place to some cinema maybe or wherever the case may be or to some other wrong function some place where there is some kind of entertainment taking place but all kinds of wrongs are happening in there so now in the midst of all that this person is being invited you come along you also we will give you a free ticket this person is very excited look at it this is what you call friends this is what you call something good now somebody on that note they believe this is very good for them somebody Allah forbid is involved in some kind of intoxicant Allah Ta'ala protect us and save us but these are things that unfortunately happen from time to time now somebody is involved in this kind of intoxic- intoxicants taking drugs somebody passed by and they dropped one whole bag full of it I said now this is for you for free but this fellow now jumps for joy he says what a friend and this is my lucky day he regards it as his lucky day the whole bag full he had to normally go and find somebody somewhere to go and buy it from the person and so expensive pay so much for it for one small little bit of it he had to pay maybe sometimes few hundred rands and here this person passed by and came and dropped off a whole bag full for free he is jumping for joy it is lucky day now anybody with a sane mind somebody who can think correctly somebody who is not has not lost their thinking, lost not their, lost their mind, would they agree with this, that this is his lucky day? Would the parents of this child be very happy also for him, that this person who has come by and dropped off this bag of drugs for him, that person is really very kind, very compassionate, would they be very happy about it also? Would the brothers and sisters of this drug addict, who are also now suffering the torment and the abuse of because of this person's uh, wrong habit, would they be very happy and be very very uh, grateful to this person who passed by and dropped off this, such a big bag of all this nonsense for this brother, for their son would they be all excited about it would any straight thinking person be happy about it, nobody only a person whose mind is also gone in that right direction, his mind is also now corrupted that person who's got some ulterior motive that person might express something positive because his mind is corrupted so the wrong things look right, the right things look wrong. But any person who is thinking straight, he will be disgusted. He won't be excited, he will be disgusted. The parents will be up in arms. Before they uh, probably might do something to their child to get him to understand what is right, they might even assault this person. That's not the right thing to do. 
but they will probably go and charge him, do something. They might take the law in their own hands if they are not controlled. Why? Because this is not his lucky day. This is his worst day perhaps. That now he is going to be on the road of utter destruction. So what the point we are making is, it's not necessary everything we think is good is good. No, Allah Ta'ala knows what is good for us. And that is why Allah Ta'ala has made many things haram. Nabi Islam has made many things haram. Allah Ta'ala has made these things haram through Nabi Islam as well. Because that is terrible for us. It's not good for us. It is very harmful, very detrimental. Now we are insisting that no, this is good for us. Then we are going to be like a person insisting poison is good for him. Now the doctors are saying to him, others who know about it are telling him, this is very bad, this is very harmful, this is fatal, but he's not interested. He says, no, no, this looks so, this bottle is so shining, and that liquid inside is looking so appetizing, and uh, I bought it with my own money, so why are you coming and telling me something else? So what is going to be the end result is obvious. He's going to ignore everybody's explanations, everybody's warnings. He's going to kill himself. So many a times we think certain things are good for us in dunya. And as a result we want it. We want to go to certain places. We want that phone. It must be a smartphone. It must have all the various apps on it. And now we say this is what is it. I must have this. My parents are not going to give it to me. I will make some other plan to get it. Because I need this. Now somebody got that smartphone now. They put all the WhatsApp and the Instagram and this and that and the other. Now suddenly some girl now, she suddenly from the blue, suddenly one message came through. The message is from some young person, some boy from somewhere. And he is now making some positive comment about her. And well, I came to know about you and this and that. So now she suddenly thrilled. This is my lucky day that now somebody is admiring me. And somebody has now taken interest in me. And then if another second message came in from somebody else, she thinks I am superb. I am somebody out of this world now. And then the third message came. Somebody else from some third person. So now she starts flying in the air that there is nobody like me. Now, she is thinking this is all very good for her. But, that very good, what we are thinking, these are kind of things, these are very good for us. The example is not a very good example to take. But this is the way that sometimes things are understood correctly. The example is a very unpleasant example. But this is the type of things that we need to sometimes understand it by, so that we get the reality in our hearts and minds. One person was passing by somewhere. Now it was in a public place, he was passing by somewhere. As he was passing, something caught his eye. Very shining, something very shining in the side. So, he thought somebody forgot some valuable item, something very, very uh, valuable might be here something that's very expensive maybe. So he went there and he sat down next to it because now it was just something glittering. He didn't want to even look at it directly because nobody must see him. Maybe the owner is just around. The owner might just suddenly see him picking it up. It might become a problem. He'll get caught out. So he sat down and then after a while 
he very quietly, now he's not even looking in that direction, he's putting his hand in that direction to now take whatever is there, but now he's in his mind already this is there, that this is something very valuable. And something very valuable, so now it must be, I must just quietly take it and disappear from here. So, but now all these things are making him do all these stupid things, that he's not even bothered to first look at it carefully, that what is here, he's looking the opposite direction, so that if somebody is observing him, they must not think that he is here to steal something. But now he's putting his hand quietly in that direction, so when he put his hand and finally his hand settled on something, he got a shock. It was all filth, somebody had relieved himself there, and then he just threw some, probably there was some shiny paper around, he threw that paper away. Now this person, stupid fellow, went and put his hand into it. Now it sounds terrible to even think about such an example. But now this is exactly what the situation is. This kind of stupid messages come, this kind of haram messages come, it's filth. It's worse than that najasat. But the thing is, it's all covered in some glittery paper. The way it comes, and the fancy talk, and the sweet talk, that fellow probably is already talking to another 20 people. And he's making all of them fools like you. And now he receives a response, now he's smiling to himself. One more on the, another one more person got caught like a fish now. And he is now patting his, tapping his chest, see how I can make so many people fools. Another one big fool came. Now somebody else I can just uh, fool around and thrill her till she starts hitting the skies. Then after that I'll just walk away and she'll come crashing down to the floor and then she'll get depressed and he'll laugh about it and carry on. So he's totally wrong obviously, he's 100% wrong. But the one who now fell for that trap of his, that was wrong also, that was 100% wrong as well. We know that is haram, we know that it, it is illicit, we know that this is filth, that this is najasat, but unfortunately, unfortunately, because so many people are caught up in this kind of things, then the wrong starts looking as the right thing. Because whichever circle somebody is sitting in, now that kind of groups, that kind of circles they are sitting in, so everybody is now making some comment, now I got so many followers, subhanallah, followers, Previously, the very great Mashaykh and Ahlullah and so on, it used to be spoken about them. They have a very great big circle of followers. They are taking lessons from them. They are learning deen from them, etc. So there was followers in that time. MashaAllah. Nowadays, people, every other person say, I got so many followers. Followers on this social media and followers there. And so many people are hitting the likes. Allah knows best what likes. They're all dislikes, but they're calling it likes. And... Uh, this and that and the other and people are so trapped into this whole uh, thing that goes on in this manner that there is no end to it but what is the point here is that that wrong now because of it becoming so common now a person any circle they are sitting in somebody is saying I got so many followers I got so many people right? and now who are these all these so called followers all haram illa mashallah it's all haram all Na-mahrams, non-mahrams that are now communicating and chatting and starts off with so-called very, very innocent chats. That innocent is in such big inverted commas that it won't fit on the page also. Innocent chats. And no, just good friends. These are all shaitani lines. These are all shaitani lines to get a person completely caught up in haram.
how can somebody something be just somebody be just good friends with a non mahram there is no such friendship a non mahram there is no communication out of genuine necessity now a person had to go to a doctor now a person had to go and buy something out of sheer necessity and out of sheer necessity they had to express now i needed 1 kilo of this now so now out of sheer necessity something had to be done like that but that too will be done keeping in mind the laws of shariat and all the boundaries of shariat but now the so called just good friends that is a total shaitani line it's like saying i'm just good friends with shaitan himself now can somebody say that will anybody dare say that now myself and shaitan are just good friends i got nothing to do with him beyond that i'm just good friends with shaitan so that that's exactly the case when a person is so called just good friends with some namahram actually the friendship first was with shaitan and shaitan then introduced his friend he's got friends on both sides he's the middle party and he created the so called just friends so we need to become very very conscious about this that what we think about to be good is not necessarily good so now when we talk about this that in the ayat of the quran sharif allah taala is saying rabbana atina fid dunya hasana allah taala is teaching us this that make this dua beg to allah taala ya allah grant me the good of dunya the good of dunya is not all this haram this is the najasat of dunya i say different matter that somebody now started thinking of the najasat as good that is that because of najasat has now affected the person so now the person because of being affected by that najasat is regarding that najasat as good but otherwise it's najasat there are certain animals allah taala has created that way for this various functions of dunya so certain animals they they live off that najasat now that is that animals uh nourishment so now some human sees that animal nourishing itself on that najasat he sees well, if that animal that's also a living being if that animal can live off that najasat so i will do the same so what will you call such a person you see you become an animal too and that kind of animal it's obvious that is for that animal allah taala created that animal like that but allah taala created us insan and not just insan allah taala made us musliman made us his servants made us those who obey him who worship him so now when we have pledged this allegiance to allah taala and we are claiming to be his servants his worshipers so now how can we like what he has declared najasat what he has made haram what he has declared to be filth we will have to hate what he has made haram for us it's a different thing that shaitan creates temptation for the haram things so that temptation itself is not sin but we have to regard that as najasat when the temptation comes to remind ourselves that this is najasat just wrapped in a shiny wrapper but it's all najasat and i don't want to go anywhere close to this najasat so in the quran sharif allah taala gives us this command to ask for that which is good rabbana atina fid dunya hasana wa fil akhirati hasana and what is good for the hereafter as well so we digressed actually we started off on some other point and we came away on to this discussion whatever allah taala wills inshallah allah taala make this beneficial for me first and foremost and for all of us coming back to where we started off we started off on the ayat of the quran sharif ya ayyuhalladhina amanu taqullaha wa kunu ma'as sadiqin 
that we have heard this ayat numerous times, dozens of times, maybe some hundreds of times. But we will keep hearing it also. And this ayat as explained is the key. And that key gives access to a very huge thing. The key is small, but the person opened that one door with that key, and that door opened out into a 20,000 square meter warehouse. That key is in the hand, is a small key. But the person got the key now, he can, that's his car now, he can drive that car. So the car is a huge car, very expensive car, one million rand car. But now without the key, you can't get the benefit of the car. You have to have the key, now you can benefit from the car. So the key to the benefit of the good of dunya and akhirat, and the good of dunya, the good of dunya is that a person becomes the true servant of Allah Ta'ala. The good of dunya is that a person becomes obedient to Allah Ta'ala. The person gets the good of salah in his life. The good of tilawat of the Quran Sharif in his life. The good of staying away from haram in his life. And when all this good comes in, then Allah Ta'ala makes dunya also a place of comfort for a person. Comfort in the heart. That's the primary comfort. Outside, it might be sometimes the things of comfort might be there, sometimes might not be there, but there will be comfort in the heart. There will be peace and contentment in the heart. Despite the challenges of dunya, the heart will be at peace. So that is the good of dunya. And in that, sometimes Allah Ta'ala will give barakat in the form of material things also. That to Allah Ta'ala's na'mat, but it is not confined to that, and neither is it dependent on that. So, coming back to this taqwa, this key, Allah Ta'ala says, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu taqullah, O you who believe, fear Allah Ta'ala, this taqwa has everything in it for us. This is the key. This is, we can call it, that this is the door. We have to get through this door to get all the benefit, all the good. So this door of taqwa is where we have to enter. Enter into the door of taqwa and we have this fit dunya hasana and wafil akhirati hasana. The good of dunya and the good of akhirat, we have to get into the door of taqwa. Enter taqwa. Now when a person wants to enter taqwa, there's a key required. This is a door now. How is going to acquire this taqwa? So this is the key Allah Ta'ala has given us here. وَكُونُوا مَعَ الصَّادِقِينَ And be with the righteous. Be with the truthful. This is the key to the door of taqwa. And the door of taqwa leads to the good of dunya and akhirat. Every good is in it. And a person who adopts this taqwa will get saved from every harm of dunya and akhirat. So we need to now check, analyze, do some soul searching. To what extent have I even acquired this key? The door is there, but I need the key. And to the extent that I will acquire this key, to that extent I will be able to open this door and enter through it. So Allah is saying, وَكُونُوا الصَّادِقِينَ This is the key. Be with the truthful, be with the righteous. Now to understand this first from a different angle, because when a person has understood darkness, then they appreciate the light. When they know what is darkness, then they know better what is light. Things are understood in contrast. So now, 
if the key to the door of taqwa is good company. <coughs> so imagine what would be the key of bad company, which door that will open out. If a person has bad company, person has evil company, people are involved in all kinds of haram, all kinds of wrong talk, they are going to places that are incorrect, they engage in things that are haram, they have all kinds of haram contacts on their phone, they are often talking illicit things, illicit chats. So now those who are of this kind of company, somebody who will join such company, that's a key now. But what kind of door that will open out? The kind of door that opens out, just to give us one simple, one example of a very, very recent nature, one person got involved in such company, evil company, wrong company. And the person was a good person. The person had some good, noble qualities in him also, mashallah. Was keeping up with his salah, was doing things which were good, helping others out, whatever other various other positive things. Then somehow something started slacking somewhere, and this is what happens. When there's a slack, there's no such thing like a vacuum. When something goes out, something else comes in. Now somebody is, mashallah, making tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif, they are making their tasbihat daily, they are performing the salah regularly, it is madrasa days, everything is, mashallah, going well. Then now suddenly the holidays came, the person thought holiday now, so they dropped certain things, or they slacked in it. Now they dropped off the tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif, or they dropped off the tasbihat, dropped it, meaning not necessarily intentionally decided to drop it, that I'm not going to do this. But now that holiday fever, that holiday mood starts creeping in, that weekend mood creeps in, so the person starts now taking it easy a little bit now, that he must relax now. Now you start relaxing, so the things start slipping. So now it wasn't deliberately left out that a person made a conscious decision, I'm not going to now make tilawad, I'm not going to make zikr tasbihad. But without such a decision, the neglect happened one time. Okay, today, one day, we'll do it tomorrow. But now that one day, it created a weakness. Now that weakness, now when a person is weak, so that weakness now makes it more difficult to do what was being done when there was health. A person was very energetic, very healthy, very fresh. So another person had, you just say, come on, we're going, the person is ready, moving. But now the person is tired, down. He say, let's go, he say, okay, later. Not now. Why? Because that energy is now down. So now the energy is down, so what happens? It opens the door for leaving it out again. Because now the energy is low, so that enthusiasm is down. So now the second round gets missed out again. Now when that happens, now the cycle starts. That now the energy is even further down. So that leads to a further drop. And before a person knows it, that Amal has now been forgotten. But now when that Amal stopped, it won't just leave a vacuum. Now something else will creep in. So now the body, when the food stops, the nourishment stops, then the disease creeps in. It's neither that a person will not be healthy and not be sick also. If he's not healthy, he'll automatically be sick. It's either he's going to be healthy, 
or he's going to be sick. So now when he neglected the health, and I stopped eating, then the disease will creep in. So now the disease doesn't require effort to creep in. The body to keep it healthy, there's a lot of effort. Eat the right food, stay away from the wrong food, something is tempting you, just ignore it, because it's harmful for you, and uh, various other things, exercise regularly, and do so many things that will keep the health. To get sick, just ignore the health. Don't bother about eating properly. Don't bother about avoiding the harmful foods. Don't ever exercise. Don't do what is beneficial. The harmful will just come along. You won't have to invite it. You won't have to make any effort to bring it along. Just neglecting the positive will bring the negative. So likewise, when a person neglects, starts neglecting the good, the tasbihat stopped, the tilawat stopped, so you don't leave a vacuum. The negative will creep in. And that will creep in in such a way that a person won't even realize that it not just crept in, it crept in and it now is firmly holding on to one. And it's crept into the system. So this is what then becomes the case. Now where they started off from, we were talking about this person, mashallah, was a good person. But then something started slacking. Now it started slacking now, then the wrong things just creep in. So now suddenly somebody just invited him somewhere. So he just just decided, okay, now one time now, I'll just go along a little while. Not long, I'll just go a short while and come back. So he went away for a little while with the wrong company. Now because he invited him, he just jumped in. But now that became the starting point that in that short time, now his Imani energy was low. His Imani levels were weak. And now in that weakness, this was now being presented to him, some haram. So he took one pull of that. That drug, whatever the case is now, somebody started it off, the next person shared it, the third person passed it on, this kind of thing, shaitan puts in the mind, must share. The good thing, shaitan doesn't put the mind, must share and be generous. But the haram thing, shaitan puts in the mind, how can you do this yourself? You must share. Now, five people in the car, four people started having it, so now, he also now got caught up. That one time got caught up, that one time, became the second time, led to the second time, that led to the third time, that led to an addiction, that addiction led to a person now losing eventually, after all the dramas that happened in between, and a long story, he ended up losing his family, losing his business, losing his home, losing everything. Now, he's alone, and he's living in a very, very pitiable condition, really down and out, like hobos don't live in that manner, and he's living in that condition, in such a place, in a very, very terrible place to, nobody wants to live in such a situation, such a condition, but now this has become the end result. Allah Ta'ala protect us, protect him, Allah Ta'ala give us hidayat, give him hidayat, but now this became the key, this wrong became the key, this wrong company, just he jumped in that wrong company, he associated with that wrong company. That became the key to the door of drugs. Now he opened the door. He opened the door, he fell into that whole dungeon of drugs. He fell in the dungeon of drugs, he lost all this good. He lost the good of his deen, because everything then went. His salah went, everything went. And all the other things of deen that he was involved in, whatever good he was doing, everything went. 
Then his dunya went. His family went. Because now they couldn't live with a person like this anymore. His children want to have nothing to do with him. And then obviously he started doing all these things. So he lost his business. Everything went in shambles. Now that became the key. That company. The company. This is the thing to just register in our minds and hearts. The company led to this entire downfall and this destruction. Now that company was the key. That key opened a door. That door led to all kinds of vice and sin and all kinds of evil. Initially, he thought this is a wonderful, exciting time I'm in. But that excitement, so-called excitement, led to this kind of end result. Allah Ta'ala protect us and save us. So just as this was the key to all this downfall and evil and wrong and this destruction, the opposite now, Allah Ta'ala is giving us the safeguard and the opposite. Ya Oh you believe, enter through this door of taqwa. Get into this whole house of taqwa. Enter through this door. And this house of taqwa has every good for you. The good of dunya and akhirat. But you're going to need the key to get to this door. The key to it and to help you open this door. And to help you enter this home of taqwa. The key to that is The company of the truthful. The company of the righteous. So now this is a very wide concept. One is that good friends, those whose mindsets are correct, they are talking about deen often. They will talk about other general things also. They will also be sometimes laughing and joking, but all within the limits of shariat. They will be happy. They won't be somebody that's sitting very, very quietly in some corner and don't want to talk to anybody or anything. No, no, they are normal people. But their hearts are with Allah Ta'ala. And they are conscious of Allah Ta'ala. They are staying away and making every effort to stay away from haram. They are not people who got haram contacts on their phones and chatting with haram uh, contacts and so on. They are not people who want to go and um, be in part of gatherings and functions that are not in order and be to all the kind of uh, souks and whatever else goes and all such environments which are destructive ones, deen. No, they are not people of this nature. They are concerned about pleasing Allah Ta'ala. So now we choose this kind of company. Then seniors who have those qualities, mashallah, senior women in our families or others or maulimas we can turn to for guidance. So they will guide us, they will help us. What is the path forward? And then very important and extremely beneficial and extremely great and something that is directly the this key. <coughs> In our case, it is the writings of the Ahlullah. The talks and discourses of the, of the Ahlullah. This is that kunu ma'asadiqeen for us, that we make it a daily practice, that we must read at least for some time, five minutes, ten minutes all the better, but for some time, read the writings of the Ahlullah. For a start, even the fazail amal only. That too, the fazail sadaqat, especially the second part of it. That is a, these kitabs are karamats on their own. This must always be a part of our daily program. So initially, this only also is very great. But then gradually adding to it. Not replacing it, adding to it. Gradually adding to it what? For example, the Beshti River, in particular, the seventh part of the Beshti Zawar, 
this is a very important section in the Beshti's Zohar. We should and must make an, a point that we must read up this entire seventh part very carefully. And this must be, in fact, studied under somebody. This is an extremely important aspect that we should acquaint ourselves with. Over and above that, the talks and the writings of the Akabir, for example, there are many books, which are easily accessible to us. Other Akabir of the time, Hazrat Mawana Abdul Hamid Ishaq Sahib, Tanpar Khatam of Azadwal, various other Akabir, their books are available. They are the translations of the Kitabs of Hazrat Hakim Akhtar Sahib, Rahmatullahi. These are the books that we should be reading. And there are many others also, but for now, this much we confine ourselves to. This is also very, very, a very great amount is available in this, and a very great amount of benefit will get out of it. Then their talks, we listen to it five minutes a day. The recordings are available. We listen to it five minutes a day, ten minutes a day, but with adab, with respect, with the same intention of kunum as-sadiqeen. And inshallah, we will see how this key will open up great doors for us. And once these doors open up for us, inshallah, we are then in a secure place with the fuzzle of Allah ta'ala. And inshallah, with His grace and mercy, we will be saved from numerous difficulties and problems and harms. So this is the key that we have to acquire. This is what we have to try and move forward with. And inshallah, in this way, we will do ourselves the greatest favor. We will have the best of dunya and the best of akhirat as well. May Allah ta'ala accept us all. Wa akhiru da'wana anilhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Allahumma laka alhamdu kulluhu wa laka shukru kulluhu. Allahumma la nuhsi thana'an alayk anta kama athnayta ala nafsik. Jazallahu anna nabiyyana muhammadan sallallahu alayhi wa sallam bima huwa ahluh. اللهم افتح لنا بالخير واختم لنا بالخير واجعل عواقب أمورنا بالخير بيدك الخير إنك على كل شيء قدير ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين قرة أعين قرة أعين واجعلنا للمتقين إماما ربنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع الأبرار ربنا وآتنا ما وعدتنا على رسلك ولا تخزنا يوم القيامة إنك لا تخلف الميعاد اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه المعين والحمد لله